This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. We're a couple of weeks into 2022. So how are your finances looking? Sometimes the best thing you can do to save some money every month is to reorganize your debt. Maybe get a new mortgage, consolidate all the other loans. It can save you a lot of money in the long run, as long as you have a mortgage professional on your side when dealing with the banks. And our guest this afternoon is just that person, Angela Calla, accredited mortgage professional professional and host of The Mortgage Show on CKNW uh, tonight, uh, also the best-selling author of The Mortgage Code. And she'll be here to help us with uh, all the questions we have about borrowing money and why it's important to have an expert on your side when you go in for that mortgage. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer headlines from the news from the past week. Imagine paying a homeless person to get a shot using your identification, a vaccine shot, so that you could falsely obtain a COVID-19 vaccine passport. Well, health officials in Vancouver says say it's happening. The Vancouver Coastal Health Authority would not confirm how many cases were involved, but confirmed that at least a handful of people did obtain bogus BC vaccine cards through what it called deplorable behavior. It was first reported in the Taiyi online newspaper, which quoted a downtown Eastside healthcare worker whose patient told her they had been paid 200 bucks to get the shot for somebody else. Union Gospel Mission spokesperson Nicole Mucci said the fraudsters were taking advantage of the desperation of some people on the downtown east side. And it's not just Vancouver. In Edmonton, an ER nurse said at least six patients came into the hospital saying they were paid to get multiple vaccinations. So that means somebody doesn't want to get the shots themselves, but it's fine if someone else gets multiple shots. More and more people are driving high. THC, the intoxicant found in cannabis, is being detected in twice as many injured drivers since cannabis was legalized in Canada. That's according to new research out of UBC. Dr. Jeffrey Brubaker, associate professor at UBC's Department of Emergency Medicine and lead author of the study, says there are serious risks associated with driving high. And their findings show police and government are going to have to do more to slow it down now that weed is legal. Brubaker and his colleagues analyzed blood samples from more than 4,000 moderately injured drivers treated at four BC trauma centers between 2013 and 2020. Before cannabis was legalized, 3.8% of the drivers had blood THC concentrations above the Canadian legal driving limit, 3.8%. After legalization, it more than doubled to 8.6%. The largest increase was among drivers over the age of 50. And the University of BC has just acquired a pretty cool collector's item. It's a 400-year-old book, but not just any book. It's a collection of 36 plays written by William Shakespeare. So this book was edited by Shakespeare's friends and fellow writers and was printed in 1623, seven years after Shakespeare died. The head of the Rare Books and Special Collection 
at UBC, said William Shakespeare's Comedies, Histories, and Tragedies was bought from a private collector in the U.S. through Christie's Auction House in New York for an undisclosed price. Undisclosed, but I'm sure it's really expensive. It's not the kind of thing you would find on eBay, I don't think. Uh, This rare book uh, is on display at the Vancouver Art Gallery starting tomorrow, so you can get a look at it if you want to see it. Printed in 1623. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and when we come back, Angela Calla has some great advice on making 2022 a financially sound one. That's coming up next. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW, and uh, it is always a pleasure to talk to my next guest, Angela Calla, accredited mortgage professional, host of The Mortgage Show on CKNW tonight at 7 o'clock and every Saturday night, and the best-selling author of the book, The Mortgage Code. Hello, Angela. How are you doing? Hello, Martin. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And whenever you're on, you always give these great sort of uh, money-saving, I, I don't even want to call them tips. They're sort of strategies for people to to get their finances in order, to, to, cons- to organize their debt and make sure they're being smart. And one of the things that I, I want to talk to you about this afternoon is interest rates. Because I, I think people have kind of gotten used to the fact that interest rates are low. And they sort of feel like interest rates are going to be low forever. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, how dangerous is that? It's very dangerous. I mean, Martin, are you old enough to remember on this date in 1981 what a five-year fixed mortgage rate was? I'm, I'm sort of old enough, but I rem- at, at, in the early 80s, I didn't care. right well the year before i was born was also the year that my parents bought their first house and a five-year fixed mortgage rate for those of you who are listening it'd be great to do a poll almost on our social media on who's old enough to remember and and who remembers their parents talking about 18.25 percent was a five-year fixed mortgage rate back in 1981 on this day 18 percent that is, I mean, how did I, I cause I, I do remember because it was, I, w- I was, you know, not that young, but I remember, uh, cause I didn't, I wasn't in the market to buy a home. I was just starting out. I was in my late teens, so I didn't mm-hmm. care. But I mean, what was that like? I mean, do you think it, was it just a fact of life that you were paying 18% interest? Well, 1981 was a very difficult time for a lot of people. In fact, in 1981, TD Bank had a key box outside their branches, and people uh, that couldn't afford their mortgages put their put their keys in there. So it was a very sad year. However, uh, a lot of people had to adapt, and with every action, there's a reaction. And the types of mortgages that they had in 1981 are different than they had today. Some people had a first mortgage and a second mortgage. Some people had private investment. Mortgages were interest only. And um, for those who were able to adapt and, and hold through, fast forward to today, and now we look where we're at. And it was very interesting because um, we had done a, a comparison several years ago, and everything kind of levels out. Today we have interest rates at 2%. And the prices are significantly higher. But back in 1981, people were buying homes for, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, not hundreds of thousands of dollars like we are today. 
Yeah. So, so I guess when, when, when interest rates are as low as they are now, it's important that people realize how low they are and take advantage of them. And so, well, I mean, exactly. how do you do that? Well, it's very easy. If you have a mortgage right now and you have a mortgage today, maybe you've had a mortgage for five or 10 years. You haven't seen an interest rate like we used to see in the 1980s. So right now you have a gift because 50% of your mortgage payment is going directly into your equity. Whereas back in 1981, it was just giving you a place to live. So now people who own real estate are able to utilize it as a wealth tool to build a lifestyle and it is the financial foundation for being able to plan your future and we're going to continue to adapt we're going to continue to see changes but every penny that you put into your home or a mortgage at this point 50% of that is going directly into your personal investment so it's a great consideration when you're wondering how you can proceed with things moving forward. It's a matter of just setting up a plan. And I, I you can't say that, uh, well, you know, that that's the, you know, it, it, it sort of makes the fact that house prices are so expensive now. Okay. Because they are crazy expensive, but at the same time, it is worth, uh, thinking about, am I right? Well, it is. And there are ways that we can adapt there are ways that you can utilize your equity uh, in ways that we didn't have back in the 80s. Today, we have things like reverse mortgages. Today, with the high cost of living, most of us are faced with credit card debt and lines of credit. In fact, if you have a credit card today, it may not be uncommon for that to be in the double digits in terms of what you're paying. So if you are one of those people who has credit cards right now that is anything in the double digits or in fact any interest rate over three percent now what you want to do is take a look at that and say you know what my home price my home value has gone up i don't want to outlay that monthly cash or be uh, tied to that credit card for decades on end i'm going to use my home equity to get out of debt i can break my mortgage today i can get a low interest rate before they have to start rising and I can take control. So whatever's happening in the world outside of my personal household, I know that I've taken control of my personal household and taken stock. I've secured a low interest rate for myself for the next five years. I've gotten rid of my credit card debt or that debt that was accumulated as a result of the crazy few years that we've had or home renovations or helping a loved one or any type of business venture. And I can set myself up for financial success. So keep in mind that today, borrowing $50,000 in a mortgage to get out of debt or take care of things outside of the mortgage is about $250 a month compared to whatever you could be paying on a line of credit, credit card or car loan. So that just seems like a, a crucial piece of advice. We're talking to Angela Calla, a uh, mortgage professional and host of The Mortgage Show on CKNW every Saturday night at seven o'clock, including tonight, and uh, the best-selling author of The Mortgage Code. So I guess the bottom line is if anybody's listening and they have a mortgage, but they also have other debts and their interest rates are a little bit higher you should talk to a mortgage broker. And the, the interesting thing is the mortgage broker doesn't charge the customer a fee. And I think that's important that people know that. Absolutely not. And we are 
to provide the best suited options without bias. So for whatever reason, if you're in the best suited financial scenario for yourself right now, then we're going to recommend that you stay put. And then you've invested your time in reinforcing that you're in the best financial scenario for you. However, if there's a financial benefit, like if you join us at 7 o'clock, we have Nicole who joins us, who we saved $3,000 a month by restructuring her current mortgage and outside debts, then those numbers are in black and white, and then we can proceed with making sure that you get those advantages. Just like Nicole, who joins us on our show, who now is saving $3,000 a month, which is $36,000 a year, and is now planning for her retirement instead of paying that money to unnecessary debts for the benefit of the lender and not herself. So we've totally been able to flip the switch. Yeah, that that is just great to hear. And it must be must feel good to because you're it's I mean, really this, exciting. Is, this is hardcore helping people. It is. And everybody's financial dynamic and personal dynamic is so different. You know, with Nicole, she had a couple of kids and was struggling to kind of figure out how to how to really make use of what she had. And that totally changed her life. I mean, she was able to reduce the amount of overtime that she was able to work. She's now able to be involved in her kid's life in a way that she wasn't before. And it was just making a few tweaks of the things that she already had to get working better for her instead of the other institutions that were making money off of her lines of credit and credit cards. And, you know, when we know better, we do better. And so that's why it's exciting to be a part of such a meaningful part of someone's journey, because now instead of them spending $3,000 a month in outside debts, they've totally changed their life and they can design a life where they're investing that money now. And once you start the journey of investing that money in yourself, it's exciting to see because now she can contribute to her RRSP. And with tax time coming up, what that will do is that will reduce her taxable income, which will actually result in an additional refund that she could further use to either pay down her mortgage further or invest in something else, which is going to earn earn her more money down the road. So being able to design that kind of life instead of worrying about how you're going to be involved in your children's life because now you're committed to working all the time, it's just a completely different life. So to be a part of that is incredibly rewarding. Yeah, and it it builds on itself. You slowly, you it, it, the equity builds on itself, and that's so great. So we're talking to Angela Calla, and we're talking about interest rates. Um, you know, a couple of weeks into twenty twenty two, I mean, obviously it's impossible to predict. But what do you see will happen in twenty twenty two when it comes to interest rates? How high will they go? Well, we've seen a lot of different data coming out. And, you know, it's really interesting because this is one of the first times that we've actually seen the banks pressuring the Bank of Canada to increase interest rates. So I definitely feel that some of the original predictions that we kind of saw in the last quarter of them wanting to raise interest rates in April and in September still certainly being on the table. And so I would say instead of speculating. I think what's important is what is going to make a difference in your financial house. So if you have a mortgage right now, you're probably getting ready. You're probably getting your mortgage statement in the mail soon. You're probably getting your T4 from your employer. You've probably gotten your property assessment. Everyone should take stock of their own financial house, do a mortgage review, either reinforce that you're in the best position for you financially or see if there's something better for you. There's no cost for it. It protects your credit and it verifies if there's uh, a better money saving opportunity for you. 
That's right. And, and if things do go up, you're still in a good position and uh, you're, you might be locked in. And I guess that's another question you get all the time. Do I, do I lock in for a period or do I choose a variable rate? That's a multifaceted question because one, it's based on part of it, part of the of fi- a fixed rate is going to be factual data. It's going to be no variance. A variable rate is exactly that. But you do have the options to lock in. So the numbers will play a role in the difference in the cost of security. And we can look at if you took a variable and paid it like a fixed, that's the number one hedge against inflation that you can do to guarantee that you're going to get the best of both worlds. And so when someone has a fixed or a variable with us, we always look at if interest rates were to go up, how are you protected against future payment shock? And so that plan, regardless if you take a fixed or a variable, we automatically implement and show you, not only when we first get you a mortgage, but as we follow up as the market changes. And so whatever decision you make, you can make with confidence of understanding how the numbers are going to work to your advantage. And so you can select whichever product makes not only the most sense in terms of numbers for you, but emotionally as well. Because if we follow the headlines, sometimes they can be scary. However, if we follow a consistent plan that will protect us regardless of what's happening in the headlines, there's real confidence in that. And I guess it's a really psychological question too, uh, the whole idea of a variable thing, because, you know, people like to know exactly what's ahead, but it can save you a lot of money with the variable. Absolutely. And they say 88% of the time you get ahead with a variable rate mortgage. But I would say that you can actually change those numbers in your favor if you pay your variable rate mortgage like a fixed. And so the lender that you get your mortgage from is important because they all have different prepayment policies and have uh, different ways that they allow you to prepay your mortgage. Um, But I would also say that your lifestyle plays a big role in it as well. And how Um, How detailed you'd like your financial plan to be overall will kind of dictate exactly how you want to set up the right mortgage strategy. And there's room for both. But, you know, we talked on something a little bit earlier that I think is really important with RSP season coming up, Martin. And that Mm -hmm. is, does it actually make sense to prepay your mortgage in in a time where, you know, rates are at record lows? Or does it make more sense to take that money and put it towards an RSP, which could result in a tax refund, which could effectively give you the benefit of both. Well, that's a great question. Let me, sorry to interrupt, but let's, uh, we'll take a break. And when we come back, I want to kind of get into that because that is an excellent question. We're talking to Angela Calla, a mortgage professional and host of The Mortgage Show on CKNW tonight, seven o'clock and every Saturday night. And her book is The Mortgage Code. And we'll be back with Angela Calla when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong with our friend Angela Calla, mortgage professional, mortgage expert, and host of The Mortgage Show on CKNW. You can hear it tonight at 7 o'clock and every Saturday night. And her book is The Mortgage Code. And uh, we stumbled on something uh, very interesting, Angela, because we're talking about interest rates. And and what were they there? 18% in 1981? Is that what they were? 18.25 to be precise on this day in 1981. Could you imagine a typical Vancouver house with the kind of prices we're looking at and the kind of down payments and stuff, and, and you change the interest rate you have now, which is probably around two or something, and change that to 18%, what would your monthly payment be? That'd be insane. 
Yeah, let's not terrify our <laughs> listeners today, Martin. <laughs> yeah, let's talk that's about just... things we can help them do to save money. <laughs> That's true. And let's talk about uh, about how it is a, a good time to save money because the interest rates are historically low and it's not mm-hmm. like they're going to balloon overnight. So there are advantages to this and people can, can um, actually take advantage and save some money. And a, a question that I've heard over the years is, is it wise to kind of forego paying off the debt because the price of carrying debt is historically low and maybe use the money instead of paying off the debt to save in your RSPs or to, you know, to just to increase your equity. And that's a big question. How do you tackle that one? You know what? We tackle it by do, asking the questions to ensure that you're making the best financial decision for yourself. So before people rush to make a prepayment on their mortgage, the thing about making a prepayment on your mortgage is it's a one-way street. Once you put the money in, in order to get it out, you either have to sell your home or borrow it back by refinancing. So before we just put that money straight into your mortgage, which, by the way, is often a good idea, but we want to make sure that we're not missing another financial opportunity for you. So right now, with RSP season coming up, if you are looking at making a prepayment on your mortgage, you might want to actually do the math with our financial uh, partners to see if it's worth it to instead make a contribution to your RRSP. Because when you put your money into your RSP, it's a vehicle for saving for retirement. But then if, depending on what income tax bracket you are in, It will also bring down the amount of income tax that you pay and could result in a tax refund, which will allow you to have more money to build and protect your wealth or to pay down outside debt. So if you have debt outside of your mortgage, that's not worth breaking your mortgage to pay out. Maybe you want to do that. Another question that we always ask our our, uh, members of our mortgage family is, do you have a six-month emergency fund instead of... Um, acquiring outside debt in the event that something comes up. Do you have any big purchases planned? Sometimes for parents that want to help their kids, we might say, well, have you talked about a multi-generational housing plan? Are you looking to do that? And another big question that I cannot ignore that has really been in the forefront, Martin, is how is your relationship? Because if I see couples that are considering separating in the next year, I also might not suggest that they prepay their mortgage at this time as well because they both might need to have a little bit more liquidity and they may have to discuss how they're going to make a divide in the family at this time. So there's a lot to consider before you make a large prepayment to your mortgage. And when you take the time to actually think about all the things that could happen in your financial life and your personal life and your work life in the next year. That's why we don't just take it for granted and say, here it is. We take all those things into consideration and then, of course, help you apply the prepayment. But sometimes you can have the best of both worlds, too, because maybe just a small roundup of the payment can make a big difference in knocking off those years in your mortgage. But those other items cannot be ignored. Right. And that that's why it's important to find a, a good mortgage broker that you can trust because because every situation is different. There, it's not a one size fits all. Exactly. And, you know, we're so dynamic today in our lifestyles and the way that we live and 
and things that can come up that are unique to our personal profile that we just don't take it for granted. You know, there is no one size fits all. And when we collaborate with, you know, financial planning partners, we learn the opportunities that could be available to you. So, you know, when so many people are trying to find a way to buy their first home right now, that's another thing that we consider is with them placing money in RRSPs, is that the best place for them to place money in? Well, if you are trying to buy your first home, there might be only a certain amount that's of value to put into an RSP. But then once you're over the limit of how much you can take out for the first time home buyers grant, you probably want to look at placing the remaining balance in a tax-free savings account. And you also want to see what that limit is as well. And with so many parents helping their kids buy their first home, you know, the parents might want to consider the timing in which they give the gift to their children because maybe they can actually, you know, we had a parent that called us and said, I have four kids and I want to learn how to best support them each. Some might need help with the down payment. Some might need help with co-signing. But what we discovered is that with their children, if they actually gave their children the money to... Uh, buy their home now, they could actually make a contribution to RSPs, get a tax refund, and then the kids can use the tax refund to pay out outside debt to help them qualify for a bigger mortgage. So that multi-generational planning and really planning, you know, six months, a year, five years down the road gives you the opportunity to ensure that your money is plugged into the right places to help you get ahead with what's out there. We're talking to Angela Calla, mortgage professional, host of The Mortgage Show tonight at 7 o'clock on CKNW and the author of The Mortgage Code. And we're talking about interest rates. And and with interest rates, Soloa, another question that comes up is property taxes, deferring your property taxes, uh, because once you're at the age of 55 and older, the government allows you to defer the property tax and you're paying, I, I'm not exactly sure. I know it's a very low interest rate on that. Um, I mean, obviously it's different for everybody, but uh, where do you stand on, on people deferring their taxes? Well, what the banks don't tell you about deferring your property taxes is if you defer your property taxes, you can't access your equity until you pay them all out. And then you start the clock again. So it's, it's one way that does handcuff you from being able to access your equity. There's been some speculation, some suggestion about a potential um, home equity tax coming out. So for people who have homes worth over a million dollars, they're talking about maybe increasing property taxes on that, which is counterintuitive and it just makes things change because then what people will do is more people will take reverse mortgages and say, well, then why should I even keep the equity in my home? I'll just borrow it out. So, you know, I really feel that we have to be cautious with how many things we continue to, how many roadblocks we continue to put up because with every action, there's just a reaction. And sometimes you need to just kind of let things sort themselves out instead of trying to uh, micromanage every aspect of it. And so property taxes, the threshold has just risen actually to oh, just over $1.9 million. I do have the full government article available on my blog. And if you do have questions about how people are using reverse mortgages in a positive way to build and protect their wealth and help them reach their goals, and I do recommend that you visit my website to sign up for one of our upcoming webinars that we're doing specifically on the pros and cons and all the attributes of, of that specific mortgage product that is available to Canadians over 55. 
Right. And if you go to angelacala.ca, that's the website and you can see that blog. And I mean, it's such an interesting question. And I found it interesting during the federal election campaign because all, all different political sides were talking about the problem of housing affordability and the price of housing going up. And they all had different ideas of how to control the price of houses. But at the same time, control, you know, if price, the prices of houses go down, uh, that affects a lot of people negatively as well. People who have bought houses and have paid, you know, full freight for a house, maybe they just bought it. So it, it is an interesting question, I guess. And the issue is the same, and it's been the same for decades, Martin. It's supply. We need more supply. We need to hurry up the process. We need to offer more supply. And that's the bottom line. Everything else feels kind of like I saw an article the other day, and I kind of had to have a chuckle if we want to try to make light of the situation. They called it a big game of whack-a-mole. All we need to do is increase supply, and that will assist the people who would like to buy homes. Right. Increased supply. Angela Calla is our guest. Uh, and as I mentioned, she's on The Mortgage Show every Saturday night at 7 o'clock. So what's coming up tonight on The Mortgage Show? Well, tonight we have Nicole who's joining us, who shares how breaking her existing mortgage and paying out her outside debt using her equity changed her life, saved her $3,000 a month, and now has her planning for her retirement and designing her life in a whole different way to enjoy some of the life that she feels has been, you know, a little bit um, taken away in respect to the stress that she's had paying these outside debts and not being able to spend as much time with her family. So that's exciting. And then we have Rob who joins us, who was a single dad, recently divorced, and had accumulated a little bit of outside debt and wanted to find a way to help his daughter through university. And by breaking his mortgage and saving him a couple of hundred dollars a month, it was able to help his daughter with tuition and university and uh, and move forward. So we're really talking about the utilization of home equity and how to use it to design a life that best suits your needs moving forward. And I love these stories because it's, it's, it's about saving money, but it's more than the money at the end of the month. It's all about, oh, sending somebody's daughter to university or somebody who had to work overtime all the time. They had to work evenings and now they don't and they can spend more time with their family. So it's not, it's not just dollars and cents. That's right. It's about building a life and utilizing the options that are specific and unique to you to make sure you're always utilizing the best of the market. Yeah. So, so another reason why uh, you should contact uh, uh, an accredited mortgage broker, and it's important, and I'm going to say this again, because uh, I remember the first time I went to a mortgage broker, I was amazed that, oh, this isn't costing me anything. This is, it's, 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 I'm not paying anything, but I'm getting advice. And I think that that's really important that people know that. Yes, we protect your credit score. We give you the power of choice. And we're there for you throughout the duration of you having a mortgage to help you ensure that you're utilizing the best that's out there. And the best thing is, is we don't work for an independent, we don't work for any particular lender. We work for you. And actually, it's really interesting. I had um, one of our clients call us and say, you know what I learned about using your service? I can't believe I've been doing it differently my whole life. And they started working with us in 2019. And since then, we've redone their mortgage again and saved them an additional $1,900 beyond the initial mortgage that we had done for them a few years ago. But they said, 
the way I've been getting a mortgage before, it would be like using the lawyer who's also representing the other party. Yeah. That's a good point. And I never thought about it. Yeah. And I, I had never actually thought about that analogy myself, but I thought, wow, that's a great way to describe it. I guess so. I guess it would be like using the same lawyer in a divorce that your spouse is using. And their <laughs> primary job is to get the best for them and and not come to the to the agreement to, to save you more. So the same you could say is for a bank. They're going to do the best for you that they can do within their means. But don't forget that their number one priority is to do the best for their institution that they that they are in employed by along the way. So we're just really grateful that we can, we're in a position where we can be unbiased and say, no, you know what, you're in the best scenario for you, stay put, or hey, there's all these options that are available to you and this is how it's an advantage to you. Let's move forward in saving you money. Well, thank you, Angela. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Have a fantastic weekend, Martin. Yeah, thank you. Angela Calla, uh, host of The uh, Mortgage Show, which you can hear tonight at 7 o'clock. And coming up on Vancouver Consumer, how a guy who wasn't the, uh, let's just say, master of his domain and loudly let all his neighbors know about it, uh, how he was kicked out of his apartment. That's next. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. Are you a landlord? You might want to make sure your tenant isn't too much of an exhibitionist. According to the Canadian Criminal Code, no one can be nude without lawful excuse in a public space or on private property while exposed to public view. That means, say, in front of a window. And if you're the person who owns the place and is renting it out, you might want to pay attention. According to BC's Residential Tenancy Act, the RTA, landlords are responsible for their tenants and the comfort of the other tenants. And if there are complaints, the landlord has to take steps to fix the problem. Ultimately, worst case scenario, the landlord would have to evict the offending tenant. And that's where the BC Residential Tenancy Branch comes in. They see a range of complaints and some of them get pretty weird. For example, in one BC rental dispute, a landlord claims that people were performing oral sex on the balcony of the suite they were renting in full view of everyone in a multi-unit family complex in broad daylight. The tenant in question lived on the ground floor and the entrance to their unit was through the balcony and there were witnesses. In response to the accusation, the tenant said it wasn't him doing the act and he didn't know the people who were engaged in the sex act. While he admitted he was home when it happened, he said they were performing it in a blind spot where he wouldn't have seen it. The RTB wasn't buying any of that story. However, they found the landlord submitted enough evidence to sway the balance of probabilities against the tenant, and he was turfed. Another BC case on the books that the BC Residential Tenancy Branch had to hear involved several people who complained about very loud noises. Here's the quote. Sounds of the tenant masturbating, including moaning and the sound of the tenant's release. Unquote. The neighbor actually made a log of the masturbatory noises over several months, but eventually became frustrated and left the building. Following this, the new neighbor said they heard their neighbor loudly masturbating and it got louder and louder as time progressed. The tenant, the guy who allegedly was uh, not the master of his domain, tried to say that the two neighbors lacked credibility since they were the only ones in the building who brought the issue up. 
but the uh, tenancy branch said the fact that they both complained independently of one another with basically the same story was all the proof they needed. And so uh, I guess he was out. Uh, this is Vancouver Consumer. And a big thanks to our guests this afternoon, Angela Calla, who you can hear tonight at seven o'clock on The Mortgage Show, and the My House Design Build team, Graham Hugay. You can go to myhousedesignbuild.com to sign up for one of their webinars. There's one this Thursday at 7 p.m., Home Improvements and Renovations. Just go to myhousedesignbuild.com. Dot com. This is Vancouver Consumer. We're here every Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. Thank you to our fearless producer, Jonathan Chung. I'm Martin Strong. The news is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.